life is unfair, bad things happen to good people, you've got hurricanes like Ian, we lose people, we fail people, not all of our dreams come true. And when we encounter the inevitable struggles of this life, we may be tempted to ask that question of God, you know, why me? As we try to reconcile our pain with God's promises, where is God in this? Looking for God's goodness in our struggles. Landra Young-Hughes, welcome. Good morning. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on. This is awesome. And yeah. we, we should mention that, uh, well, the name Young, I see, is kind of familiar. Uh, oh, wait a minute. You're the daughter of prominent Pastor Ed Young, Jr. and Lisa Young of Fellowship Church there in Texas. That's pretty cool. Yes, I am. I am their daughter. <laughs> you are claiming them as your parents. That's very nice of you to I do am. that. I will claim them. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. So where is God in, in this? Boy, I mean, that's you have just wrapped your arms around one of the major questions we all have as believers. And you basically say that there's a better question. Instead of why me, the better question is what? Yeah, I think that we all have something that we're walking through. Where is God in this? Everyone has as this, something that, you know, it's just that they're walking through a struggle. And so it's so important for us to find God in the midst of our this. And for me, I walk through so much grief. I, I don't know if you know, but recently I lost my older sister. And so I talk about that a lot in my book. And I ask myself so many times, God, where are you in this? Why would this happen to our family when really... There's so many things that happen in our life. And when we see God's goodness and see his hand in it, we can realize, wow, you know, this is why this happened to me, even though the outcome might not be what we want it to be. Yeah. A better question is, what are you trying to teach me in the midst of this? Or maybe another good question to replace the why uh, is how, how can I glorify you, God, in the midst of what I'm dealing with right here. Tell us more about uh, about your sister and what happened. Yeah, so my older sister, Lee Beth, there's four of us kids total. I have a twin sister, um, and then I have an older brother and an older sister, and we're all in ministry at our um, Grapevine campus, our main campus in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we serve alongside my parents, and it's a great thing. And so um, I've walked through addiction. I talk about that in my first book, A Different Kind of Love Story. I walk through an eating disorder, depression, anxiety, and I talk about how the only way for me to love myself was to truly fall in love with the one who created me, which is Jesus. And so I talk about that in my first book. And so um, with Lee Beth, my older sister, she had dealt with alcoholism kind of on and off. And we knew that was something that she was really struggling with. And, um, you know, things kind of got out of hand. And my parents, we really prayed and we intervened. And she went to rehab. She saw Christian counselors. Really, truly, we did everything that we can possibly do. But that shame, that guilt truly took over her life. And um, one day she was kind of over at my parents' house and she hadn't had an episode. And my dad went over, picked her up, took her back to my parents' house. And she saw her therapist that night and things were going to look good. You know, we were going to have a turnaround. She was going to get into recovery and all those things. My mom was visiting her mom in the South Carolina area and she was in the airport going to fly home because she heard that Lee Beth wasn't doing too well. 
And uh, my dad, like any pastor would do, was studying for his message because this was in a weekday, and he heard a thump when Lebeth had passed. Lebeth had gone to sleep, and so he ran into her room, and she had had a seizure, and um, she had passed away in his arms. Mm-hmm. And so there was nothing the paramedics could do. There was nothing anyone could do. And so, um, you know, Lebeth's healing ultimately was in heaven, and we rejoice in that that she's sitting at the feet of Jesus, but. Um, selfishly, I want her back, but I know that God is using her story and her life um, in so many ways. Yeah. You know, I love, love that you just say life is unfair because that seems to be, it's truth. It's absolute truth. And the church can be one of the propagators of th- of not saying that. You know, say, if you yes. do this, if you're this, if you do that, then everything good will happen because you're yes. doing the right thing. And that's just a lie from the pit of hell. Yeah, because it's not in the Bible it's like that true. at all. I mean, it's like, yeah. read the Bible. But that's people suffer so clear. again on top of their already suffering. They suffer more because they think, oh, if what did I do wrong when maybe, maybe nothing. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes God, you know, uses our misery sometimes for us to rely on Him more. And I often, like, say this a lot, is sometimes we pray to God and prayers are answered. And sometimes we pray and it's not the outcome that we wish it would be. But you know what? If it's not that outcome, the Bible says that we need to trust Him, trust His Word, trust His plan, and truly trust His promises. And that's the only thing that we can truly lean on during those hard times. But, Mm -hmm. you know, life is unfair, just like you said. Yeah. And I just what I tell my kids all the time and my grandkids. It's like life isn't fair. Good, good people are suffering when I'm not yes. suffering that, and I'm not as good as they are. But they're suffering more. That life is not fair. But you know what? People use that reality as an argument against God, don't they? Mm-hmm. Be- they do, and it's and we let them. Thing. Don't let them. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, ex- exactly right, Kate. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. We need to be well-versed, no pun intended, what the Bible has to say about these types of things, about suffering and mm-hmm. and and all of that, to be prepared to respond to people's questions. Now, that's another thing, uh, Landra, that can kind of freak us out when we have those who are not believers and they want to uh, have a dialogue about these kinds of things. How can a good God allow this or allow evil? We need to be prepared, but we also don't want to put the pressure on ourselves where we feel like we have to defend God in the sense that I have to get everything right, all of my uh, T's crossed and I's dotted here, uh, because there is an element of mystery about all of this. And if we follow the God of the Bible, we have to be okay with that mystery, knowing his character is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it it goes back to trusting him. Like, it's so easy for us. We want to—I don't want to understand my God. I don't want to understand everything that he, you know, has—his whole plan. But it says that we need to trust. And so— um, I think it's easy in life if we don't understand and things don't go our way to be like, okay, what's happening? But we need to trust God's word. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. And when hard things happen, when like life throws those curveballs, we can remain confident in those scripture verses. Landra Young, Young Hughes, uh, that's great stuff. Landra's with us for the next uh, few minutes. Name of her book is Where is God in This? 
looking for God's goodness in our struggles. We believe that God puts the right book mm-hmm. uh, in the right person's hand uh, at, the, at the right time. And there are some folks here who really need to hear what you have to say in the book. We're going to talk more about some of the content in here, and I also want to ask you about your personal story. Where is God in this? And Landry Young-Hughes has written a book that is so powerful, Looking for God's Goodness in the Midst of Our Struggles. And uh, she's with us here this morning, and uh, yeah, we want to give away five copies of the book. And so, Landry, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to punch the phone lines here and find out who our winners are. So let's go to Caitlin in Plant City. Hi, Caitlin. How are you? Hi, friends. I'm well. How are you? Doing great. You're going to get a free copy of the book. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations Thank to you. you. You betcha. Many blessings to you today. Hang on the line. Mark's going to get your details. Producer Mark is going to get everything uh, all lined up off the air. Uh, let's see. Sally in Naples, you're a winner. Congrats, Sally. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. How are you all? We're doing Good. great today. Great. Why, why do you want a copy of this I, book? I'm I'm curious. You know, I almost didn't try to get the book, but then when you said, um, you know, that you're big believers and the, the books will go into the right hands, um, it's just been a past few years of a lot of great um, turmoil and adjustments. Um, we moved um, from New England down to Naples. I've been working off and on. Um, I've had, I'm pretty much estranged with... Um, two sisters now. It used to be one, but um, I've had problems with another one, and pray for her. Um, you know, she's got a, a mental illness component in there, but um, I just thought, what the heck, you know, because I've asked myself, you know, what what is this all about? What, what You know, I know he has a plan mm. for me. Um, I'm 60. I'm 60 years old, and I'm still waiting for something great. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I'm expecting, I mean, I should be expecting a lot, right? Because he's promised that to us, a great, wonderful life. However, I know there is going to be pain, but I just want to, I just want to, to learn and, and just um, understand what's going on. Hmm. What do you think, Landra? Yeah. Yes, I, I definitely think it's hard and we, we go through life just like we've talked about and life is tough. It's not always easy, but you will see God's hand. And I want to encourage you to pray some of those high risk prayers um, that you would see God's yes. hand through your pain. And when we pray those prayers, it's amazing the doors that God opens and you can see uh-huh. different glimpses of God's beauty and his mercy and his goodness throughout your pain. And so I would encourage you to do that. And I truly praying for you right now as you were talking about that. And then also I pray that this book blesses you as it's blessed me. Mm-hmm. And I hope that my story can help Thank you, you. Um, along your journey. Thank you. Thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And um, I want to say too, I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Really, Thank you so much. Yeah. You're very welcome. And bless you. Bless you all for all that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Sally, thank you so much. Hang on the line. Producer Mark is going to be getting your details so we can get uh, the book out to you. Let's go next to Kathy in Naples. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, you, sound, had... you sound great. You're good. Sorry, I just got into. I just got in work. <laughs> I had a clock in. Oh, man. Well, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get a copy of the book. Yay. <laughs> thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Any thoughts on why you decided to pick up the phone and uh, and say, you know what, I really need this book right now? Oh, yeah, because it's it's my last name. Um, you've never met anybody like me. I've had 20, 20 tra- traumas before I was even 20 years old. But mm. I got saved. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got saved when I was in seventh grade. And uh, my parents put me in a institution called Hepzibah House. It was on the Dr. Phil show. Mm. And you probably saw it. It was a fundamental correctional place. Well, the reason I went there is because I told on my stepdad. I, uh, you know, incest. And uh, they didn't believe me. Make a long story short, I was there two years. But my family never got saved. But I got saved. And my brother got saved. And I didn't get, you know, and that's one thing I struggle with. I still struggle with, you know, why didn't I get the Christian family? I don't know. But... You know, and why do I struggle with God's love? I don't know. I, well, I do know, but um, some of it I know, but I know I got saved. And uh, if I hadn't gone there, even though it was it was awful, like Joseph, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, my life yeah. would have been different. Yeah, It just would have. Yeah. It wasn't fair. It was wrong. It wasn't fair. But However, you changed the story. Yeah, you, you did. You changed the That's story of all too. generations to follow. That's great. You're the right. warrior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be encouraged. Yeah. Kathy, thank you so much uh, for sharing that with us, and we're so pleased that we could bless you uh, with a copy of uh, Landra's book. Landra, maybe some thoughts on what Kathy was talking about there. Yeah, I think that it's one of the things about loving yourself I talked about earlier. I have a book called A Different Kind of Love Story. It's how the only way to truly love ourselves again is to fall in love with the one who created us. Um, But I also would say, Kathy, the enemy comes into our life to steal, kill, and destroy, but God has come to bring life and for you to live it to the fullest. And I think that it's oftentimes someone that once told me, whose voice do you hear louder in your head, God's or the enemy? And I would encourage you to hear God's voice and pray to hear his voice louder than the enemy's because the enemy wants you to hear that, you know, you're defined by your past, but God says, no, you're not. Like, you don't need to live in that shame and guilt and fear of what you know, you've grown up with and that you don't have a Christian family, but you can start now and like what you're doing, you are the change in your family. And so I just want to encourage you that. And um, I'll be praying for you, but I know that God has an amazing thing, amazing plan for your life. Wow. That's so awesome. The encouragement is, is going around today. We can never have too much encouragement. Uh, by the way, can I just tell you, Landra, we didn't plan on doing this, opening up the phones like this, but I think it's pretty cool what God's up to. Yeah. Yay. Let's see. Let's go to Harry in uh, Fort Myers next. Hi, Harry. How are you doing this morning? I hope everything is good in your neck of the woods. Good morning. Everything is pretty good. I'm working. Yes. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Amen. for that. Well, congrats. You're going to win a yeah, copy yeah, of the book. First time calling in, trying to, trying to get some uh, over the phone with a free book. Man, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> he is good all the time. He wanted to to bless you. Hang right. uh, hang on the line, my friend. And stay right where you are, because uh, we want to get the details uh, that we need to send the book out to you. But, Harry, I have to to ask you about Hurricane Ian and uh, and how that impacted you. Obviously, uh, there's so many folks in Fort Myers uh, who lost everything. Tell us what happened with you. Well, um, we, uh, our church, we started giving out stuff at 
for people that was uh, impacted by the storm. The churches opened the doors, and we just gave out stuff, and gave out stuff, and people food. And my roof got a little uh, hurricane damage, uh, and they're coming out tomorrow, I think, and do a assessment on it and get it started. But that's about it. I didn't lose power for about maybe a couple hours. Mm-hmm. And, man, I tell you, I just, I just, we weathered that storm pretty good. Well, wow, great. That, man, it was, so good. It was good. I mean, <laughs> yes. minor damage to the roof, got to give a roof replacement. But still, uh, man, we survived that one. That, that, was a, that was a real horrific storm. Have you had the opportunity maybe to help out some neighbors and such? Boy, the stories we've oh, been sharing oh, on the oh, air, just oh. what God is up to, uh, the church being deployed, that's pretty neat, isn't it? Oh, sir, yes, sir. We did, uh, my neighbors and everything, they had trees and stuff down. We just got out together and we cut trees and moved trees and moved stuff all around and try to get everybody to help uh, back intact, you know. Absolutely. Well, Harry, thanks for being with us. Many blessings to you. Well, Landry, I'm looking at the clock here, and I'm thinking, oh, man, uh, this is not exactly what we had planned. But there again, like I said, alluded to a few minutes ago, it's like you never know what God is, has in store. So I, what I'm going to give you a chance to do here is just to to share your heart and let you have uh, the final word. It's a mic drop for you. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to say to us before I let you go? Yes, I, I truly believe that, you know, sometimes we go through hard things, maybe a hurricane that wasn't expected or the loss of a loved one or addiction, depression, anxiety, all these things. And I feel like the enemy can get in our head and say, you know, we're supposed to go through this. You're never going to get out. You're never going to, you know, succeed. You're always going to be in this struggle. But that's not what God's word says. And we're going to struggle. But you know what? There is goodness in it. And sometimes when we get all the way through our struggle and we see God's hand in it, there's beauty in it. And it's sometimes so hard for us to see, but we have to pray those high risk prayers that God would open up our eyes to that. And if you're struggling today, I want to let you know that you're not alone. You're not alone in your struggle. And to just turn to the one that's created you, to turn to the one that loves you and wants that relationship with you and lean in on him. Open your Bible, open God's word, because there is so much truth in that. And when you walk alongside him through this journey, you're going to be able to find God in the midst of your this. That's good. You preach it, man. That's great stuff. We needed to hear that this morning. I should mention some of the other things that uh, we didn't have a chance to dive into your story, but you talk about that in your book. Yeah. Uh, Also, we've got other things, uh, other struggles. You talk about isolation, fear, rejection, failure, insecurity, temptation. I'm just naming a few. So I want folks to know that uh, there's a broad spectrum of challenges. Oh, yes. That you, that you address here. Well, Landra, we've uh, enjoyed uh, hanging out with you this morning. Would you come back you. sometime and spend some more time with us? Of course. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Hey, by the way, guys, I have a link to the book, Curtain Cape Mornings, on the Facebook page. All you have to do is go to Curtain Cape Mornings 2Ks and click on the link. This will be a read that will feed your soul because it's Christ-centered stuff.